This is a new thing that's working out pretty well. You know, these... Pickleball! Uh, they're being built all over the place. America's favorite sport. Yeah. So it's good to have you at Bedminster. It's very nice. I love it. It's a good place. Do people play pickleball? They play. I don't know what's going on. It's like, you take a look. This was a sport nobody ever heard of five years ago. Now you look at what's happening. Okay, so I've been getting some constructive criticism that uh, the intros are too long. So I'll make this one short and sweet. On today's show, I have my friend David and my friend Herman on to talk about pickleball. Um, I am an avid pickleball hater. And if any of you know me, that shouldn't come as too much of a surprise. So today we talk about the pros and cons of pickleball. I obviously take the con, David takes the pro, and Herman is the arbiter. He, he decides, uh, is pickleball good or bad? Now, we have a hurricane coming to Florida. It's going to hit somewhere. We'll get hit by a hurricane at some point this year. It's got to happen. And I'm, I'm predicting something here. And to me, this per- perfectly encapsulates the kind of uh, spirit of pickleball. People will play in the middle of the hurricane. They will record it, they'll post it to TikTok, and they'll go on, you know, laughing it off. But this is the pickleball death drive. We are dinking our way through the apocalypse. So anyway, you know, whatever your feelings are on pickleball, hear us out and uh, tell us what you think. David and I met at Reed. That's where we went to college. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Yeah. When's your, when's, your, when's your Reed memes coming out, dude? Those will be incredibly niche. <laughs> I mentioned niche. Reed. I've mentioned Reed occasionally. Yeah. Reedies are too smart to make make fun of. Too smart and rich. They're they're immune. <laughs> they're, I, they're, I, they're definitely one of those things. Yeah. There was there was some good meme uh, Reed memes going around a few years ago. I remember. Um. But I forget, I think, I can't remember if they started by Lewis and Clark students, which would be almost really lame. But I think they may have been actually just done by Reed kids about like how, you know, those memes that were kind of the same thing. It's like you're, you're crying right now, but there are people who live in Portland, Oregon. It was like stuff like that about Reed. So I don't know, they, yeah. they exist. But the Reed memes will. I think the culture of Reed has changed quite a bit. You know, it, it used to be the, the, you know, God, like a bar in Simon's Rock for the West Coast, right? If you were rich but smart but didn't need grades and you preferred drugs that's you'd go to read somehow right that was definitely the reputation and i mean it definitely was more wild i mean i, I actually don't know if you've heard this but like renfair doesn't even place in the top six in the funding poll anymore oh i didn't know that which is like yeah um those those were fun ass fucking parties dude that shit was <laughs> oh i know i mean i used to go to renfair I, me and my friends would go to renfair just to party yeah you know? it was so you grew up in Oregon. I grew up in Alaska. Then I moved to I moved to Oregon when I was a teenager. Yeah. Okay. So. Um, but yeah, the the culture at Reed. I we watched it change while we were there. I mean, I think we saw we were like on the that like uh, that teetering edge of old Reed, new Reed. I mean, I know that's like a perennial conversation, but um, like the whole like id poll college campus stuff was really percolating right when we got there. Yeah. And then when we left, you know, it was full fledged. Like, like Reed was in the new, national news a lot for some like, well, like silly ass scandals. Yeah, I mean, we were also at school. Like, we had like two kids die of heroin overdoses, and like you look back on yeah, it, and it was like, was... oh, that was the opioid epidemic. I remember that. That was in the Willamette week, and then yeah, the Willamette week had it out against Reed for a while. They were they and they were definitely about like, oh, it's like you're gonna go to Reed and you're gonna do heroin and die. And it's like you look back on it, it was like, oh no, those kids were just pill popping kids who were addicted in the high schools they grew up in they came to hey and look and look at portland now no exactly you know? oh my god yeah <laughs> yeah reed, reed was reed was the crystal ball man it really was like it, it like reed infected the rest of portland with its shit i guess but... the tip of the spear reed college <laughs> <laughs> um but we're not here to talk about uh my alma mater uh that'll be for another podcast maybe 
Uh, no, we're here to talk about pickleball. And to talk about pickleball, I brought on two Oregonians, even though Florida is ground zero for the pickleball plague. Uh, we have my old friend, David Asriel. Uh, David, introduce yourself. Hi, I'm, uh, I'm David. I just waved, uh, even though it's an audio-only podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've known, I've known Isaac for a while, and I, I write a small blog called Things I Like and Don't Like. And David likes pickleball. It's true. I, I, do, yeah. I do like pickleball. I think pickleball is so, a net positive thing. Yeah, we're doing. We're this is kind of a debate episode here. We're, we're we're pulling the debate bro Twitch stream. I gotta get those Twitch dollars. You know, I gotta figure out how they're monetizing that shit. Uh, so David's taking the pro. I am taking the con. And as the arbiter of uh, the the truth of pickleball, he will decide at the end of this podcast. Uh, we have Herman Wakefield. What's up, Herman? Hello, everyone. I'm waving also, like David. <laughs> on the audio-only <laughs> podcast. Um, Herman runs a, uh, a a pretty popular meme account. Do you hate that word, meme? I hate that word, but do you, is that fair to call I don't it? Know what else to ca- I don't know what else to call it. It's a meme account, yes. Well, now it's an MFA yeah, program, too, right? <laughs> What's that? So now it's an MFA program, too, right? Yeah, it is. I, I, I launched my MFA program. You, you went from Reed to my MFA program, so... <laughs> I see the podcasts and the sub stacks really blowing up for you guys. <laughs> the, you uh, know, the, the MFA program was not necessarily a joke. I mean, I, I've just seen people that have sort of done that over the years, independent artists and a lot of musicians, you know. If you just kind of, if you have a good idea and you stick with it for a long time and you don't get frustrated, the world will come to you. I don't want to name any name, you know, name drop, but I have known a couple pretty successful people that have followed that formula. You know, so we'll, we'll we'll put a link to the MFA program in the in the box. Please, yeah, yeah. The, the link is just a, a JPEG. You, but Herman runs the account uh, Northwest MCM Wholesale, uh, and I I always I mean if I were to describe your account, I would say you're a uh, consumer aesthetic critic. Uh, I don't know how you describe your work. Uh, well, I think I I don't I I don't know how to describe it either. Honestly, maybe like a you know the Soreau painting where it's a bunch of different dots, the famous mm. one, the park mm. in in Chicago. I, I saw Ferris Bueller. Yeah, okay. You say the painting from Ferris Bueller, correct? <laughs> you know, if you 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 look at it and it's a it shows a picture of you know, what was then contemporary life. If you zoom in, it's a bunch of dots. So the way I kind of look at it now, the the meme account, every meme is just a little dot in this larger, you know, pointillist picture of what life might be like in a certain part of america so, i think i dig that um yeah, cult, cultural criticism i guess although i i'm skeptical of consumerism and i'm and i don't like trends and the way trends foreshadow i mean every trend is just a uh, the comet tail is some product you have to buy mm-hmm. what i don't like yeah well I'm, I'm a big fan and i feel like you, you. instead of you know Gone are the days of actual like uh, culture writing for the most part, um, but I think that it's still valuable to have somebody around to kind of point out why something in your gut feels wrong. So you've managed yeah. in in like uh, a single image, uh, you've you've managed to, for me at least, like explain why I feel uh, ill at ease when I'm around things like a COVID <laughs> patio. I'm like, okay, I'm not wrong to like feel like this is there's something really wrong going on here you know i could do a whole podcast about covid patios some people get the wrong idea you know it's not about covid to me it's i like a lot of the spaces that have been converted you, you know streets you can't drive on anymore that's awesome right. mm-hmm. let's make them permanent and make them look beautiful that's my main point with the covid patios yeah it's anyway. very, I, I mean like some I, someone could make the favela aesthetic you know cool and good but there is something weird about you know when you're in new york and they still have like plywood and those uh uh what are they called the clear like uh uh sheet metal looking thing um, yeah it's like like some, some of them are not gonna move any further some of them are yeah. rough i there's there's some really nice ones i don't know if you this is speaking of it's not portland talk uh, this is probably not relevant to you as much isaac but uh 
Um, like the ones on like Beulah Land's really nice, and like the Laurelhurst uh, Market has an absurdly nice COVID patio. Like theirs is like oh they did like they must have did. I, I was going to do a COVID patio TikTok review. I've been meaning to do that for about a year and a half, but haven't gotten around to it yet. So hit me up afterwards. We can we can talk COVID patio. Oh, yeah, this is. I'm not going to review the good ones though. I'm only going to review the worst ones. The bad ones, mm. yes. Well, we don't have any COVID patios in Florida because COVID never happened here. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I only experienced it when I was visiting friends in, in like uh, those blue liberal cities of yours. <laughs> but what we do have in Florida, and we have so much of, is pickleball. Um, I wrote a story about pickleball for Sarasota Magazine, which recently laid me off not because of the pickleball uh story are I you think, sure well i got caught pulling a jeffrey Tubin is what happened Ooh. that's why they got ah, rid of me okay. yeah. we've all been there yeah. Yeah, I, yeah i know that's what i was thinking like come on this is this is 2023 everybody everyone's jerking off i'm jerking off right now on our zoom call um but uh yeah i i, I wrote this story for sarasota magazine i was pretty tempered in my criticism because you know I, I i knew my audience you know it's it's a bunch of old people who love this shit but i am am disturbed by pickleball i find it to be uh again it's one of those things where i feel ill at ease something's wrong uh and i i wanted to to put it on record on the podcast that that pickleball is a net negative um david What's your experience with pickleball? Um, well, I, I am a pickleball fan. Um, admittedly, I, it's, it's been a little, it's been a minute since I played pickleball, but I, uh, I think, I think the first time I'll, I'll just kind of go through my little pickleball history. I, I think the first time I played pickleball, I was probably like 12 or something. And it was like a weird, fun game. So I, I have family in the Pacific Northwest in Seattle and this sort of was invented on Bain, uh, Bainbridge Island. And By like two uh, Republican congressmen on in their vacation home. No one really gets into the full story about it, but uh, it was very, it was right in the Pacific Northwest uh, on Bainbridge Island, and so I, don't know, I think I played it like growing up once or twice, and it was like a fun thing. But it was kind of like seeing like. And I would see it sometimes in like retirement community type things. Like there was like a retirement community by the park that I used to go play at, like play AYSOs type sports, um, and they had a pickleball court with you know like kind of like the old school shuffleboard shuffleboard courts. Like it was kind of one of those like retirement home games that you like never saw anywhere. And then mm-hmm. and then in like 2020 when everything sort of shut down, and I, I had used I I was I had sort of been a racket player. I played tennis a lot growing up. I, I played squash. I never did racquetball because that always felt too like. I just was never like MAGA enough for the racquetball, at least not the, the Lloyd Athletic Club where we play. Those guys were always very... I used to play there. I used to play racquetball at the Lloyd Athletic Club. Oh, really? Club. Oh, man. I do have a little bit of a racket uh, a racket sports history. Yeah. Oh, what, yeah. what, what have you played? Uh, I played tennis in junior high. I had tennis lessons. I did not play tennis in high school because I switched to a, a, a sport that was happening at the same time as tennis. Um. And also, I just you know, tennis back then was a little, you know, white shirt. Even still, this is like years after Andre Agassi. It was still kind of a yuppie sport, and I was, I was trending away from yuppie. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I. But my grandfather was actually the world racquetball champion of 1986. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Do you tell girls that on a first date? Is he a big Burley? It's, I lead with that, yes. It's my Tinder profile. My grandfather, Earl, was the world racquetball champion in 1986. <laughs> so, it's a match. Right, well, that's good. You got you got some racket, racket sport history. So I have some racket. So I maybe a little biased i actually do like racket sports yeah i mean racket sports are uh, racket well, sports are fun i love racket sports i'm a huge tennis fan um okay. but uh what, what are your what are your thoughts on pickleball because i i wanted you on this podcast uh when you posted about pickleball uh on your account you know some weeks ago uh but they they were as you do on your account like they were you were teasing them you were making fun of them but i'm curious like what's your genuine appreciation or well so um, you're you're in florida it's interesting actually the first time i heard of pickleball was probably 6 years ago and i lived in a like a i was i had a kind of loft apartment uh, a new build which i don't normally like but these were interesting apartments i knew the owner i moved into this loft apartment but you know i kind of had these i went from living in my own little 
world to sort of like you know outside the city a little bit to living uh, with with my Portland neighbors. So there was this kid that uh, I watched him transform from like a normie to a Portlander over the course of a year, and he went from he worked at an Audi dealership in Beaverton, and he had short hair and you know he was like this clean cut kid and then by the time I moved out he was uh, he had a he wasn't working at the Audi dealership anymore I don't believe he was wearing a dashiki and his hair was getting longer and you know I'm, I was even then I lived in this apartment I was still messing with furniture cleaning up mid-century furniture and selling it from an apartment and he came by with his girlfriend and was like hey uh Want to talk to me about furniture? I was talking to me about the furniture he was building, which is like that bad pipe furniture. So we were in <laughs> totally different furniture worlds. And he was like, "You should come. You know, you and your girl should come play pickleball with us sometime." This is while well, he's he is. I'm not joking either. He's wearing a uh, some sort of like ethnic. He's a white dude, you know, some sort of long flowy gown that gave off, uh, you know cultural appropriation vibes and piercings and and he's like you gotta come play pickleball with us sometime and i would love to have seen the look on my face i didn't know what pickleball was i'd never heard of it i you know i was like yeah maybe i'll come do that with you guys sometime <laughs> it sounds like a drinking sport doesn't it i mean like inherent the pickle part just sounds like uh it, yeah. alcohol ought to be involved somehow i didn't know i didn't know what it was i think i went and looked it up but you know the the Sarasota version of pickleball is very. By the time it gets to Portland, it's filtered so many ways that it's. I just associate it with, you know, young people. What young people I, drinking at the tennis courts? I think it's. I feel like it's. My experience has been sort of a mix um, of like who who plays and when. Like the first guys I played with were sort of they were squash guys who couldn't play squash, and I think that's kind of like where a lot of racket sports players like, like tennis. Like tennis is too annoying, you know, because if you play tennis, you're not good at tennis. Like tennis sucks. You know what I mean? Like, like you're just chasing balls. You feel like an idiot trying to hit things. Like you really need to take lessons to do it, you know, but then you start playing pickleball and it all kind of comes very easy and it comes very fast. And you there's like this learning curve that's, that's like very accelerated. And I feel like there are a lot of, at least in my experience, there's a lot of, I haven't seen that many young people play in Portland. I think it is an older, no. it is an older thing. No, st st statistically it is like white rich boomers that's who's playing it i've still i've still yet to meet a black person who plays pickleball why well, yeah <laughs> well we live in portland so you know it's gonna be a while for us too <laughs> um I, i've met a few i've also met a bunch of tongans who play pickleball i know like that's very popular with tongans um or at least like a small subset of tongans i can't i can't speak generally on that um but i think it's pretty i mean i don't know i think it it, it kind of traverses a lot of uh demographics has been my experience i mean admittedly i think i was part of the younger the younger side of pickleball because like my my buddy chris and i like when we sort of got started he he built his own net because because all the nets were sold out like everything else went crazy during covid and so he like took two cinder blocks and then like in the holes of the cinder box poured quick uh, quickcrete and two pvc pipes and then like it's like a really it's like the most janky looking net and it, and it went where did he set up where was he setting up his net though in the middle of burnside uh, we probably could have. We, we would mostly go to either like a, an empty elementary school uh, over in Irvington. We also would play in like Grant Grant High. They, they like those are two good places. Like there was just like enough space to kind of figure it out. Um, and then eventually we started going up to Columbia Park where there was like a more a more organized game. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's a weird the pickleball the pickleball scene. As far as I, I mean, I'm pretty out of touch with it at this point. But the pickleball seems like. It's pretty chill. I don't know. I think it's chill. I, I want to say, I think the at pickleball at its best, and this is what I really like about pickleball, and I feel like it needs to be said, is that, like, pickleball is, like, if you're just playing with people who want to have a good time and, like, they're just strangers, it, there's usually a pretty, like, good vibe. Like, if you've ever played, like, pickup basketball, you know, even if you're playing, like, really low-level pickup basketball, guys will be like, yo, fucking pass me the ball. Like, fuck you. Like, let me get my shots, you know? And <laughs> yeah. It gets, like, yeah. like, there's this weird rage that happens in pick up competitive sports where like you're clearly playing for nothing I mean, all you're playing for is like whatever your 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 weak ass bragging rights to say that you were the best the best basketball player in a portland park at 3 p.m on a tuesday which i know isaac is I, i've isaac, been that guy yeah, that was me that was me yeah <laughs> and like for pickleball it's like for the most part that or at least i feel like that used to not happen i think that happens a lot more now i think there's a lot more like 
aggression in the game, which is a really weird thing. But when I, I just when I started playing, I want to just say I've had so much fun playing pickleball with like 65 year old, 75 year old like women with knee replacements who are just like having fun dinking the ball around and not really caring too much. And it's like it's like a good vibe. And I think that's what pickleball. That's like that's I think that's the ultimate case for pickleball. It's like you can just go out, not take it too seriously, have a good time. Everyone's kind of bad, but they're kind of good, but they're kind of bad, and it's just chill. Well, it's very, it can be very civil. Like Isaac, hit him with the noise pollution. <laughs> hit him with the noise pollution okay, now. Here we, yeah, the noise pollution. Uh, people are losing their minds with how loud pickleball is. Uh, there was a New York Times story uh, pretty recently that talked about how everyone's losing their shit. Uh, it was titled uh, Shattered Nerves, Sleepless Nights. Pickleball noise is driving everyone nuts. And it is very loud. I mean, I think that the they did a, a, a measurement and said that it was like 70 decibels or something like that, uh, which is uh, pretty, pretty loud. Um, and these pickleball courts are happening in residential areas. So people are subjected to uh, this this incessant popping um i don't know how would you guys describe the sound of, of the pickleball paddle meeting well, i got a quick question paddle. this is where you got you gotta go jamie like like joe rogan does <laughs> jamie look up the decibels of a pickup basketball game is it really louder than basketball there certainly weren't as many um complaints or at least stories about people complaining about uh, than basketball noise. I mean, there were some interesting stories not too long ago about how um, some neighborhoods were, city governments too, were shutting off uh, basketball court lights uh, in public parks uh, on the earlier side. And it actually uh, created an uptick in crime. When you have basketball courts uh, open all the time, there's actually less crime, uh, which is pretty interesting. Um, I don't think the people who play pickleball, if they don't get to play pickleball, maybe they'll beat their wives or something, or, or like or like take too much Ambien. I don't know what the pickleball demographic uh, vices are, but um, no, it's it's super loud and, and annoying. I mean, that's that's it's, but that's like one of the like the like the NIMBY complaints that I'm I don't really care too much about. I, I sent you guys that article in the Seattle Times about the guy who said he was inspired by Gandhi to go on a hunger strike over the pickleball noise. Did you guys read that? I, I did. I did read that. This I time. did read that. Yeah. Uh, and by read, I mean, I looked at the, the, the caption that you sent me and then moved on. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, for a TLDR, basically this, uh, uh, man named Rajneesh Dawan, uh, decided to, uh, be like Gandhi uh, and for those of you who don't know, Gandhi was the Indian activist uh, who, anyway. Uh, Hope everyone knows who yeah, Gandhi is. Yeah, everyone knows who Gandhi is now, really, right? That was a Zoomers, really lovely description I, of who Gandhi was. <laughs> he was, he was, he was uh, a... <laughs> yeah, <he, laughs> but um, what was funny about it was, yeah, he, he spoke up how, uh, or he, he really uh, celebrated Gandhi and, and was inspired by him to stop the pickleball noise, which I like believe was legitimately annoying. My favorite part of the story and why this makes uh, anti-pickleball people look really bad and why I think this was actually, I'm never, I hate, I don't use the word psyop, but this was something like that to make uh, pickleball uh, haters look bad because he gave up on his hunger strike within like 42 hours because he got too hungry and was worried it would do permanent <laughs> health damage. That's so you can't, it's like, dude, you have to eat. <laughs> you can't go two days without a fucking snack. Like, give me a break. So I can relate to that. Cause you know, I was keto for about 24 hours cause I wanted a croissant, you know, they, <laughs> a little tea bakery had a croissant that I wanted. So I gave up on it, but political reasons. Yeah. Political reasons. Yeah. You got to try a little harder, but I was um, hungry. Yeah. I mean, like I, I described it when I went, uh, went to a pickleball court at night once it reminded me of being in the Everglades during frog mating season. It was just like these, <laughs> like it was very loud, all these weird, uh, uh, disjointed pops and calls. Um, but that's not the worst of it. That part, whatever, you know, I, I don't live by a pickleball court. Um, if you do, that sounds like it sucks. My problem, David, to talk about what you were saying, which is this ease of entry. 
pickleball is kind of like a affirmative action for unathletic people. Okay, <laughs> it it is. <laughs> we are we are really lowering our our standards for athleticism and craft, and I think that that's a, a general problem in the world today is where people aren't just good at things anymore because you don't have to be. Yes, tennis is hard. Tennis t requires dedication. Uh, that's not a bad thing. And I think that what they're trying to do is like they're they're forcing kids to play this geriatric sport because they don't want people to be good at anything anymore. I, and there will never be a Roger Federer of pickleball because it's too easy. The low bar to entry also creates this low ceiling of ability. Uh, and it'll never be they'll never be like these transcendent moments in sport in, in pickleball sports I mean, I, I think that's probably fair to say there won't be uh, like super I mean it, I will say it also looks really dumb on television. When they tried to broadcast it I think the whole like <laughs> it looks so the, dumb. The, like, pro oh the professionalizing God. of pickleball is is a very like silly thing um, the, the rest of what you said I think is kind of like incoherent and stupid but um, like like the like we're trying to tell people they can't be good at anything because now they're playing pick I mean like I think it's just like a nice way to stay active for a sane normal person um, you know if you just want to get around and move a little bit and you can you can kind of hustle on a pickleball court too if you're if you're feeling so so motivated not in doubles not in doubles well no but if you really want to if you really want to hustle you should play singles and singles pickleball singles pickleball is kind of messed up honestly it's like it it's hard singles pickleball is hard you will you will move a lot. I mean, I'll say I was playing tennis and having played squash. You will move a lot in singles pickleball. Um, so I will say that. And the second part, I mean, I, I also don't think that anyone's going to, like, stop playing tennis. Like, I don't think that, like, uh, Carlos Alcaraz has to worry about pickleball t stealing his stealing his uh, thunder. I'm, I'm, ta I'm talking think... about the just the general population because tennis courts, public tennis courts especially, are uh, in decline. There aren't very many of them, and there are more people. And I'll tell you, my first experience with pickleball was here in Florida trying to find a tennis court to play on because they started painting, they started taking over one uh, tennis court at a time at our, at our handful of nearby uh, public tennis courts. And yeah, I would just get pissed as hell, like being like, this is a fucking tennis court, mm. and I have to wait like hours for you guys to play your sport where you can play it really anywhere I, I do, like why here on this court i do remember there was a time where i was i was going to a, a regular monday meetup where there would be about well you can cause you can fit a lot more people on you like you can fit if you have two tennis courts you can fit 32 pickleball players like just running games so you can get a lot more people you know i mean not that like efficiency and productivity and optimization are such wonderful things and as far as sports are concerned but you can really fit a lot of people on i remember these like we we had we we had the courts booked off through the city anyway from like six to eight, but like these people showed up and they're like, we want to play tennis, and we're like, sorry, there's there's like forty people here waiting to play pickleball. Like you're not like you're, this just isn't happening for you right now. So I I do sort of I have a uh, I have a question. So I thought that the game pickleball was sort of designed around the lines of a tennis court. Is that not true? There's there's the the, the lines are modify a tennis court with lines so that it, it's they add extra lines which for some people uh, makes playing tennis difficult too because like you have extra lines that's dumb that's uh, that's dumb though that's like people who like go to a high school gymnasium and can't figure out which basketball court they're playing on when they have like six different courts there it's like that that you just have to look the lines and it's fine yeah yeah but tennis requires like you know. You know, I don't, the, the line is more important in tennis than it I, is in a game I, of basketball, I, I think. Yeah, but I don't think the level of uh, quality of tennis players getting hung up on the lines of their casual public court tennis are, are particularly good enough for, to be For a man of it. the pickleball people, you're sounding mighty elitist right now, David, <laughs> I gotta say. Uh, some of us uh, have not such great vision, so yeah, think about that. Stop being so ableist. I would, uh, the, the tennis courts were uh, like can fit these uh, uh, pickleball courts on them but they do require different lines because the the sizing of everything is a little bit different um so really you could play pickleball on any flat surface but they seem to like to do it on tennis courts in particular uh you know if they wanted to go to a walmart parking lot be my guest go ahead play there i don't care but uh the problem is is that there will be less tennis players in the future because of pickleball uh and that it would be unfortunate because tennis is beautiful and pickleball is not but i mean i don't i don't even know how you make a statement like that like there like, i just did i just said it out loud it came out of my mouth that's how i did it right but i feel like there, there probably aren't gonna be like a like increased number of tennis players because tennis is like a really expensive and difficult sport for the most part to get into 
And then like, and then tennis is also has the same problem that like all sort of sports have right now where they basically get like professionalized at a very young age and it gets very off-putting to kids. And then you have video games which are a much bigger problem than pickleball. I'm not interested uh, in (laughs) the professionalization aspect of tennis or uh, in that regard. For me, it's just like people being able to play it, just casual players. Um, I think the problem with pickleball I don't think pickleball isn't, let me make it clear. Pickleball is not, it's like any technology. It, it is neither good nor bad. It is how it's used. It's the context in which it finds itself oh. in. And well, for pickleball, <laughs> if you ask what it's called, I don't know. Uh, but I think that pickleball, first of all, why pickleball, cornhole? Why do Americans have to name like sports after food. That's, That's what I was going to say. I think a, a big problem is the name. I don't know where the hell that name came from, but they if it was called the Violence Ball or something like that, I think yeah. it would get a lot less hate. Oh, I could get way behind it then. Pickle you know? Ball. I don't know. I think it's, I think <laughs> it's, it's kind of fun. I mean, I, there's like an obnoxious thing about being a, a Portlander and saying you like a sport called Pickleball, considering our, our general pickle uh, obsession is, is obnoxious to say the least, but... I don't know. It's kind of fun. Oh, let's go play some pickle. I mean, I think that's like, I think again, this goes back to the seriousness of it though. Like if you're just like, if you're, you and your friends are like, Hey, let's go play some pickleball. That'd be fun. You're all kind of like messing around, having a fun time, working at your game, getting a little better. It's like a wonderful thing. But when people get like really aggro, like I used, I was playing pickleball with a guy, kind of one of the reasons why I sort of like stopped was eventually I was playing pickleball and there's a person who started coming to the group that I was a part of. And he would just get so angry every time he'd miss like he'd miss shots like and, and there are a couple of people I play like this who they would just get they would just get so angry when when they would miss a shot and and eventually it was kind of like it was like do you want me to like lose points so you can be happy like, I, 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 I I'm thinking that like should I like start losing points so you can be happy or like do I need you to be on my team so like hopefully we can win you know we can win and then like 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 life can be okay and even if he's on your team it's annoying because you have these people who are like you know, having an aneurysm because the, the pickleball shot went a little long. I mean, that, that part's psycho. That part is psycho. But I think pickleball overall helps to spell that. You know, and I think, I think the general casualness of it helps to spell that. I, 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 would, I would say I'm in favor of the pickleball name. I think it's good. I mean, it's a little random. Cornhole, also I, I, not a sport, but I, mean, I don't know that pickleball really oh, is. Oh, it's as much of a sport. They're, they're, on, they're like cornhole... And pickleball play one after the other on ESPN now, so they're that. they're definitely kindred spirits. Okay, um, the the problem with pickleball, as it exists in in uh, our, our present context, because it's been around for a while, and the fact that it blew up the way it did when it did is curious. Um, I don't think it's any coincidence that pickleball, cr- the pickleball craze happened after the whole NFT Bitcoin thing died down. Um, they, I think, they have very similar. Uh, they, they they exist in very similar spaces in culture and and the economy. Uh, when I saw that Gary V and Tom Brady, who were both you know big crypto NFT people, were both investing in pickleball, you're like, okay, you're you're moving, you're jumping from one scam lily pad to the next. And do you think there's anything inherently connecting the two, or do you think it's just part of this uh, thirst for newness? That we have and I, I think the modern world is very from what i see you know it can be like really boring and very alienating and we do the same thing everyone i know has a job they don't like and they stare at their phones too much and you know and so the, when there's something new that comes along it's almost it's like exhilarating you know so while i'm critical of trends i do understand why they happen and why people fall for them I think so, they, but do I you think, think there's a connection between the two, like inherently, or is it just a trend? I think it's both. I think it's both to a certain extent. I think that it is the newness for sure, but I think, like we were talking about before, the the ease of entry. Part of the reason why Bitcoin, I think, blew up and NFTs was there was like an ease of entry to investing for normal people. The same way yeah. there's like this ease of entry to pickleball, and that's where I think people see dollar signs, like, oh my god, we can get everyone to play this now. And the numbers that the, these pickleball associations come out with are completely false. Like they're saying something like 50 million people played pickleball last year when like the actual, the only person who has actual data said something like less than 5 million played. There was a, a, a pickleball uh, stat that said that, uh, that claimed that 70% of New York's population played pickleball in the last year of, of New York. 
So it's like that sounds high. They're faking it, and they're faking it because that's the same kind of NFT grift, right? Where it's like you're you're create you're you're creating this like fraud business and telling everybody, look at how fucking popular this is. You've got to get in now, get into this thing now, uh, and then it'll fall apart eventually, like all bubbles do. Okay, that would be maybe my critique of it is you know you you've got this new thing everyone needs to try it everyone goes and buys rackets there's probably a special stupid shoe or a hat or yes yes the swag you need I mean all that stuff <laughs> all that stuff I, I guess what I don't like about trends is it's it, it's just we we produce all this stuff people buy it and then it ends up in thrift stores and landfills and nobody wants it you know. And I just don't like consumer waste. I'm, I'm actually quite materialistic. I like nice things. You know, I own nice pieces of furniture. As anyone that follows my account would have guessed that. But I'm not a consumer, you know. So I, I find things that I like and I save up and I buy them. And I try to own them forever, you know. So that would be maybe my critique of the way pickleball is like, we can't just have a game or something new. It has to be merchandised. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think it was definitely, I mean, I don't, I don't know if your timelines are quite right on that, Isaac. Like I think pickleball, I think actually starts to rise, like started to rise like pretty dramatically almost immediately after the pandemic. If you really want to become a conspiracy theorist about the, uh, the rise of pickleball, (laughs) like, like, so when I first started playing pickleball was probably in like April or May of 2020. When it was like maybe we could go outdoors and stay far enough. No, it was probably more like May because because we weren't. No one was talking to people in Portland in April of 2020. So maybe it was like end of May. People were starting to feel slightly more comfortable. And at that point, like pickleball nets, you couldn't get them. Like there were a few companies making them, and like they were. I mean, that's why my buddy Chris built his own pickleball net. It was because literally the the back orders on pickleball nets were gone for forever. And I think people just started realizing, like, especially with a lot of more of like you know. Like if you go say you play in a basketball rec league, like that's like 10 people on a court potentially and it feels really close, you know? So I think everyone sort of started playing pickleball because it felt distanced and chill enough in a way, especially when people were feeling really nervous about the, the science of things uh, with, with, with regards to COVID and how close you could be or not be to people. And again, also in that whole pre-vaccine sort of world. Um, but then I do think you are absolutely right. I mean, I think like the the sort of the Gary V, like, 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 you know, I think like, doesn't like LeBron James and Kevin Durant own p- professional pickleball teams though. Like, and, and there were pro pickleball tournaments beforehand too. Like I, I'm sure you guys are familiar with Tyson McGuffin, one of the world's uh, fi- most fiery pickleball players. I think that's what, uh, I think Barstool Sports called him the most electric man in sports, which is sort of a funny name. Pickleball <laughs> already has a John McEnroe. Well, had a John McEnroe since before the, since, Wait, since his, his name is Tyson, Tyson McGuffin. No, Mc, McGuffin. Um, McGuffin, which is kind of like uh, if you're a film nerd, is kind of also a fun, um, uh, you know, because, you know, like a MacGuffin is like the like the the plot arc thing that happens in a Hitchcock movie. It's like a diversion. It's not the real thing that goes on. Or like a like a classic <laughs> MacGuffin is like the briefcase in Pulp Fiction with the light on. So like, yeah. So yeah. that's probably gonna really stoke do do a lot for you, Isaac. Where gotta mention the briefcase in Pulp Fiction with the light on is a reference to a movie called Kiss Me Deadly from 1955. That that movie, just, uh, you know, I have to throw that in. I know this is about pickleball. <laughs> it's one of my favorite movies. And, uh, you know, Tarantino is fine, but every every single Tarantino movie is a pastiche of other things and film references, whatever. So everyone should watch Kiss Me Deadly for the original glowing, uh, I don't know what's in it, briefcase. Anyway. All right, Herman just added himself as a Criterion Collection guy. All right, thank you for that. Hey, but yes. I'm also a Criterion <laughs> Collection guy, so when it comes time to vote on who's right about pickleball, just remember that. <laughs> well, um, I'm happy to, to steal one of your guys' passwords if uh, you want to let me know in this club. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think that, um, I, again, this is not unlike um, the whole NFT craze either in – um. Oh fuck! What were we talking about? I, t- I keep thinking Tyson McGuffin now and the briefcase. Oh, just playing over in your head, Tyson McGuffin. Tyson McGuffin. <laughs> I mean, I think no. I mean, I think it just has to do with the professionalization, and I think like people saw. Oh right, right. But it's kind of one of those things. It's just like a gold rush, you know. It's like people saw. I mean, whatever, like the pickleball industrial complex, which you know always feels fun to throw industrial complex after anything. That's <laughs> anything. It works that's, on that's, anything. That's, that's, that's how you know, that's how you know you're real. a serious it's thinker real. is you started a- adding industrial <laughs> complex to things. Um, but so the pickleball. Industrial complex is definitely it is real i mean they've they've there are a lot of developers who built tons of courts 
Um, and I think there's a lot of that's kind of like weird and lame and I don't know. It's well, just, it's. And it, it, no, and, and it's again, like I think that, okay, so this is what I was going to say. Like Bitcoin, cryptocurrency, and even NFTs, like I think the initial technology that was there wasn't necessarily bad. You know, like buying drugs in the dark web was awesome. That It had great initial, like innocent use value. And I can say the same thing about uh, pickleball to a certain extent. Uh, but then, yes, it gets corrupted by these market forces, by consumerism, etc. Uh, and now what you see uh, with... I think you're going to have more and more angry, mad people playing pickleball because of the culture that's being created around it. Um, when I wrote my story about pickleball, I, I interviewed this one guy, Brian McCarthy, and he was part of this business uh, a conglomerate that got $180 million to invest in making 10 pickleball courts in the state of Florida, and they're private pickleball courts. And sounds sounds like enough he, money. He, at one point, he 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 looked at me and crossed his fingers and like me and DeSantis are like this, like they're homies. And he is because DeSantis is putting him on the uh, the board of trustees uh, at New College, that whole mm. uh, college fiasco that's happening in my hometown. So he's definitely tight with DeSantis. Uh, but the funniest thing he told me was this was a private pickleball facility uh, indoors. It costs a thousand dollars membership fee, and then a hundred dollars every month, on top of a whole bunch of other stuff that you're going to end up paying for. And he looked at me, and he's like, "You're a millennial, right?" And I was like, "Yeah." And he said, "You can afford that, right?" And I was just like, "No." He's <laughs> like, "Well, your friends can." <laughs> it's just like, absolutely not. That's crazy. So, I, I think that the the money. The, the the vultures descended on pickleball and ruined what would have been like a fun casual game you, do you want to know something funny i i've been thinking about this quite a bit it's it's gonna be part of a larger manifesto that, that i'm working on with some friends but uh you know if you look at something look at like the way subcultures or things used to develop so like skateboarding is a good example punk rock there's a hip-hop even there's a lot of examples there was a time when uh, like something could percolate and it could happen on its own and entire like there was an entire like underground industry around skateboarding long before skateboarding got hijacked or mainstreamized or popularized by you know and skateboarding still thriving but you know there was no nike skateboarding in the 80s you know the, mm -hmm. the internet has everything's so connected anyone can see anything but I think we, we've pretty much hit this point where there, there are no authentic subcultures anymore. As soon as there's a visual identity or as soon as there's an image of it online, it's going to be stolen mm -hmm. by people with money, you know? And Pickleball is just like a, a game, a sport, a hobby. But I, I just see that with other things, like anything that's like music or any sort of like transgressive art or fashion movement. As soon as it's identifiable, it never gets to turn into a thriving like subculture. It never gets to, I mean, it's uncool to say this, but the reason why, you know, skateboarding or punk rock had staying power is because the people that built it, the people that were passionate about it, had time to merchandise it and turn it into businesses, you know? So that's, I think, what everything that comes along now is as soon as it's, and pickleball and punk rock, comparing the two is odd, but you, you see what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. You're not going to have the the 10... 15 years of pickleball just being a, a sport that has its own culture and its own like people that do it. I mean, like cornhole, I don't, you know, that's a goofy, another that's goofy punk rock. <laughs> Cornhole's punk. Rock. It kind of developed it. It was more, it had a, it's punk rock phase, you know, like drunk fat guys like me at the bar, <laughs> uh, the dogs running around, terrible beards. Do you know what I mean? It already, it sort of had, it's like, authentic period pickleball i don't really feel like or anything nothing's going to have its authentic period anymore as soon as it comes out it's going to be merchandised anyway i think and so per perhaps there needs to be some kind of gatekeeping and if things are hard then it it's not as easily uh uh the subculture can maybe remain a little longer i mean like it, i'm pro i'm pro gatekeeping for yeah, sure i'm pro gatekeeping yeah. too yeah. Sorry, sorry, David. Sorry, Mister. I love democracy, David. It's, it's for the sake of the authenticity of something. It's for the sake of the of the subculture or the. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I mean you're seeing. I, mean, I, I see this with a. Uh, 
Go on, David. Oh, I guess I'm not. I guess I don't know. I, I'm not a. I'm not a big fan of the word authenticity and 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 like what that means or doesn't mean. I, I think like there is still a very like authentic, real pickleball culture that happens. I think it happens in local parks on Saturday mornings around 10 a.m. when you know people get together. I mean, I, I feel like in a weird way. I and I'd actually be curious to know how sort of like how well the professional pickleball leagues have fully infiltrated the full culture and things of the sport because because i would suspect and i mean this is just a, this is i don't have data or evidence for this but i would wager that most of the people probably don't care i mean in my experience playing pickleball because as a i i've i've as someone who's brought up tyson mcguffin to many pickleball players they don't know who he is which is like very different from like going to a casual you know pick a basketball game and saying like oh do you know who lebron james is you know what i mean like everyone knows like who these big these big figures are and i think there is there are these sort of i, I think there there still is like authentic subcultures that exist throughout things but it, it things are commodified a lot easier and you have to be more wary of them and you have to be kind of more like curious about like where things are going in with certain cultures but i think a lot of it is is still very like natural and percolating and in sort of small bits of pieces like i mean in the way life happens like i don't think life necessarily happens as like an instagram page or as like a corporatized gary vaynerchuk trying to do his thing like i'm sure gary vaynerchuk doesn't care about pickleball anymore you know what i mean except except when it's time for him to go pose with a selfie on a court with some investors or for some new thing you know what i mean like I, but he doesn't care he doesn't care like the way like i don't know some of the the like the people i like i i got played with anyway would care i guess that's that's what i that's what i would say to, to sort of that i got a question who is there a nike pickleball shoe Who's selling the shoe? The shoe? Um, a, de the, the, a designated the, pickleball shoe. Probably, the, is there the, one? Probably Selkirk. The big Selkirk, Paddletech, Onyx. Those are the big companies right now. Um, and like Fila and Head are getting in on it. Um, okay. I know this because I, uh, when I wrote my pickleball story, when I had the power of a, a magazine email account, I could just ask people to send me shit and they would send me stuff. And I got like thousands of dollars worth of pickleball shit for free. Um, so if you guys want any pickleball stuff, let me know. I'm trying to get rid of it. Um, I just, but uh, yeah, I think you know who really does love pickleball though, orthopedic surgeons, because people are getting fucked up playing pickleball. That is true. Um, they are getting massively fucked up. I saw some stat that said something like about four. It's going to cost um, us about four hundred million dollars in healthcare uh, with all these people tearing their shit up. And people are. Is it more dangerous than any other sport, or is it just that it's popular in the geriatric community? So they're. It's definitely the latter, but I also yeah. think that there's something about the movements that uh, are, are are more dangerous. I mean, it seems like a pretty casual, you see, like a, a, a soft sport, but I think because of the sudden movements and especially like the digging, like where you lean down, um, it puts a, a particular amount of strain on your Achilles. And that's why everybody's Achilles is just going pop right now. And that's like the, one of the main injuries. And that's a very significant injury to have, especially older in, in, in age. And because they're old, they're all on, <laughs> they all get government health care. It's costing us money. So they're destroying our future uh, by playing pickleball. Yeah, I mean, four hundred. I mean, to that though, four hundred million dollars sounds like a small number for U.S. government-funded health. The number I saw it said five to ten percent of healthcare costs are related. Okay, to I think I, I think I see where you're going with this. We we need to abolish Medicaid. Is that that's what you're saying? You're in, you're in Florida. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. You no, DeSantis like this. We, we're Got like it. that. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, I think to me, I, I, okay. Besides the healthcare stuff with old people getting hurt, which everyone should get free healthcare, I want to be on the record there. Uh, <laughs> love Cuba, big big fan of Cuba over here. Um, there's something like nihilistic about pickleball culture to me with with the boomers in particular. Like they're dinking their way to, through the apocalypse. Uh, they're like the, they're like lotus eaters, you know. There's like this, there's this millenarian like evangelism to the whole thing. It kind of reminds me of like Zionist Christians who like want all the Jews to come to Israel. It's like, yeah, come on, come to Israel so that our Messiah can come and then destroy. And you did go to Reed. That's that's the Reed College kicking in right there. <laughs> it's not all of it's not all of Reed College. Let me tell you, the smart ones though, the smart ones, yes. Um, and uh, yeah, there's so there's there's something like uh, like smiling through the apocalypse about like pickleball like there but is that is that like uh, is that any different from like bridge clubs 
I mean, like, are, like what are, what are, what are, like, there's just an honest question. Like, what are a group of friends who, who I are, still no, don't know what the fuck bridge is, to be honest with you. What are a group of friends who are doing a shared activity they enjoy together are supposed to do? <laughs> be like miserable through the whole thing and like not not have fun i i would like to say that i made that exact meme the boomers on the court while the world's exploding yeah you did yeah you remember that one i like <laughs> yeah, to submit yeah. my meme as evidence yeah our foreign policy yeah. over abroad our, our foreign policy here is just like yeah it's there is something uh narcotic about it like that level of obsession i think and i think it i tie that to the healthcare costs because again it's kind of like the situation with social security is we're paying for their social security right now but we're not going to get it when it's our turn um and that's not to say that i don't want to pay for their social security it's just that like the infrastructure for itself is disintegrating and i get so i think that like there's something about like this this sort of uh, 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 what's it called uh, death drive this boomer death drive when it comes to pickleball they don't care about their bodies because it's hurting them because they'll be taken care of and they don't care that they're destroying other bits of public land that could be used for younger people to play tennis but well I mean the, doesn't should that does that surprise you the boomers are the the most entitled generation they, yes and this is the boomer you know, sport this is the, like gen x comes along you guys are the slackers the millennial comes along you guys are all babies zoomers come along you guys are even worse than the millennials the the boomers were the worst you yes, know yes easily sorry, sorry mom and dad <laughs> it's true i mean the, and the, i actually figured out why the boomers were so bad it's because the, their parents had it their parents, like the generation gap between like the greatest generation, the boomers was, was way different than like a Gen Xer and a Zoomer, you know, the people that fought in World War II and lived through the Great Depression had these really hard lives. Both my, you know, my grandparents had pretty hard lives. Both my parents had really easy lives. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that's why the boomers are the biggest pieces of shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's where I was going with that. Yeah, and, and, I, and I think uh, pickleball is the, the perfect uh, representation of that, like, that uh, uh, boomer culture. I would agree. Yeah, and it's the, 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 the personal responsibility generation is out there, like, blowing out their Achilles to play a game. The burning, they're, they're also burning through our inheritances that we're not even going to get. Yeah. Okay, these, with these leisure activities. Pickleball cruise ships. But they, exactly. They, 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 if they could, these pickleball people would live on a pickleball cruise ship till the day they die like they just want to just float through the ocean docking and destroying pristine reefs so they can dink they can dink away the, the whales can hear the dinks and they're committing suicide because it's so awful yeah they should be spending that money on a on a down payment for a house for me not enjoying their twilight years blowing out their <laughs> Blowing out their joints on a boat. So is your like ultimate? <laughs> yeah. Is your ultimate fantasy like some some orcas like like pushing over a cruise boat full of pickleball players as like as oh, as, as they're trying to remember like how to call the score? See, David, you're you should make memes, dude. That'd be a great Photoshop right there. No, I, I I am I am not a meme a meme maker. I I leave that to the pros. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, stay, in, stay, in, stay in your lane. Yeah, I, I, I write my, I write my small. Pros. I write, I write my small, <laughs> my small substack. Not, you know, of course, the, the good, the good pros, the, the authentic pros, not the, uh, the doing things media of the world. David, do you want to yeah. make any other closing statements about why pickleball is a, a net good? Yeah, I mean, I think I'll just, I mean, it's sort of the way I feel about. It. I guess what you'd call it maybe like. I mean, I, I, like underground pickleball culture, um, which is, feels like such a silly thing to say. If we're, if we're coming full circle on this punk rock analogy, that was my fault. I'm uh, sorry. No, no, no. I think, I think, I think, um, I, I think having a low barrier to entry, a sport that people can go out and have fun. I think if you want to play a high barrier to entry sport, like you should absolutely go do that. No one's stopping you from doing that. This, that is fully your prerogative. Um, I mean, maybe the pickleball players are stopping you from doing that, but I, I doubt they're there all the time playing tennis and there have to be tennis courts where that's not, I mean, that's the case in Portland. There are plenty of open tennis courts all the time. Um, and I think it's a wonderful thing. I think honestly, like it's also fun, like playing cross gener generationally, like you can just go out to a pickleball court, mess around, have a light, fun time, start something you're pretty bad at and get to be pretty decent at it pretty quickly without having to like you know, take tons of lessons, buy tons of gear, super, super invest, 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 you know? Um, 
that's a wonderful thing. But I would recommend stretching. I also would like stretch. I would do some dynamic stretching before pickleball, and I would do some stretching afterwards because that's how you're going to feel the worst. Um, mm-hmm. I think the people who are probably really messing themselves up on the court are people who kind of get. It's like I don't know. It's like people who like join, like go play like a men's baseball league after like 25 years of sitting on a couch, and they pull a hamstring running to first because they haven't run in like forever. It's like you know you got to kind of treat it slightly sensibly, but. I'd say it's a fun it's a fun thing and I'd recommend people do it if they want to do it and probably avoid the uh the over commercialization of everything. I mean that kind of ruins everything. But the pure pure pickleball is a beautiful thing. Um I think I I, I can just reiterate a few things I've said, but uh you know, I, I will admit I have played pickleball and begrudgingly I had a good time. Like it's fun. Games are games are fun. Um but uh, I still feel ill at ease with all the pickleball stuff I see. Uh, you know, I think that I, I tend to judge things based on who does who who does them in a way. And I think that considering like the pickleball mecca in the country is the villages, which is the ultimate boomer death drive nihilism. You know, uh, it's like yeah, why? It's it's just kind of curious to me that they're playing it. I still think there are better sports where you can play not only cross generationally, but like with a bunch of different people uh, from different places who aren't just, you know, uh, rich white folk. Uh, I play basketball with people in their 70s and it's a blast. Um, And so I would encourage people to play pickleball occasionally, but uh, play a a, a more beautiful sport because, yeah, if, if... pickleball's real death is going to be when there's no more growth and that that growth will cease when they they top out on who wants to play pickleball and then they're like well we need to push this pickleball as a spectator sport thing and i dare anyone to watch professional doubles pickleball and tell me it is not the most boring thing on earth cornhole is way more fun because they dress i love like they have like bush beans on their shirt like they, they they look cool as hell yes like cornhole aesthetics are really funny to me uh but yeah let's just let's just put like a, a moratorium on any new pickleball shit if you haven't started playing already it's over <laughs> we're capping it off we're gatekeeping pickleball okay let's do that we're gatekeeping pickleball uh herman you're you get to decide now what's pickleball you're caesar you're the pickleball well, caesar and remember i also subscribe to the criterion channel I've considered. <laughs> yeah, you do. I remember that. And Isaac hates movies. <laughs> well, thank you for subscribing. I'm, I'm having some problems with Meta. I haven't been posting anything for subscribers, and they have not been paying me. Anyway, it's a long story. I'm, I'm pissed off at Meta right now. I can't get any customer service. Anyway, thank you for your patronage. It's all going to Mark Zuckerberg at the moment. And when I figure it out, I'll start posting more. Anyway. Unfortunately, this might surprise a few people, but I cannot vote against pickleball. <gasps> I think uh, I know. I, I think that anything that gets people moving and gets them outside and gets them off their phones, I'm sure there's a pickleball app game, something stupid like that. <laughs> um, I think what we need is a uh, we need a well regulated, you know, we need a well regulated pickleball, just uh, a little bit of uh, government oversight. So, you know, we we were talking about the dead malls on my account. We have all this like shitty real estate that is just being tax written off until it could be demoed and turned into condos. Maybe the pickleball should be indoors. Can you imagine maybe, what it would sound like in an empty mall? That would be insane. May, yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe there's some sort of barrier, like, you know, racquetball court type barrier. You yeah, could put yeah. In. The other thing about indoor courts is that I'm sure like a composite material would be better for your frail boomer knees and, and ankles, you know, um, better than concrete, you know, um, I, I'd say avoid the, you know, try to, that's up to the, per, the individual, avoid the stupid hype and the merchandising and the shoes and the fucking t-shirts. But uh, I can't totally be against something that gets even non-athletic people. You know, I, I, I'm somewhat athletic and I had, uh, you know, I was encouraged to do sports as a kid. Not everyone had that, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm still, I'm still, you know, coasting on the uh, my athletic abilities from when I was a teenager. You know, like I don't need to go to the gym. I, I can eat and uh, half a birthday cake on my birthday if I want. But I think a lot of that is because I had 
a little bit of, you know, I was encouraged to run around when I was a kid, you know? So it, if a game that is like not super hard that gets people moving and you don't have to be a good a, a good athlete i can't vote against it i think it's probably better for people yeah all right david you win this one sorry isaac <laughs> i will say uh we will we will get to see soon what a potentially regulated pickleball culture gets to look like because uh china has just found it's like pickleball has just found its way into china no, no way. and i mean i i know that uh the, uh, the deep state is happy about that. It's, it's definitely like, uh, it's like an NGO. They're infiltrating, uh, you know, foreign countries through through pickleball diplomacy. But uh, yeah, we'll see what happens there. Um, all right, guys. Uh, is This is the time to plug in case anybody forgot who you guys were. David. Oh, um, yeah, I'm David. Uh, I write a small a small blog called Things I Like and Don't Like. And may have to sum up my thoughts a little fuller on, on pickleball in a, a future post. Um, you can find that on Substack. And Herman. Well, uh, my fake name is Herman Wakefield, and I run a uh, <laughs> pretty popular Instagram meme account. So, uh, so yeah, that's it. All right, guys. Well, uh, thank you, and um, may your may your dinks be true. <laughs> Thank you for the invite. Yeah, Thank you, guys. Yeah, I appreciate it. Exactly. Yeah, man, it was a blast having you on. And I, I you, you're you were incredibly insightful. David, not so much, but 